بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد Respected ulama, honored elders, brothers, mothers and sisters, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We praise and we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for continually blessing us with countless bounties and we pray and hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues showering His mercies upon us daily for we are in total need of Him while He is not in need of us. And on this beautiful day of Jumu'ah, we send greetings and salutations to the best of creation none other than Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, his noble companions, his family members, and all those that have followed him in goodness. When we look at the issues that are facing people today, then it is quite safe to say that majority of problems are attacking our youth. And this obviously does not exclude people who have already passed their youthful stage because problems arise at any age and at any stage in a person's life. But currently the way the world is moving and in the direction that the world is moving and the crisis that face the people of the world and the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the youth are attacked daily. And one of the ways in which youth are attacked or something which often leads to the misguidance of a youngster is peer pressure. And that is our topic of discussion for today. Before we head into the topic itself, we firstly discuss the blessing of youth itself. Ask any person, even if his youthful stage or her youthful stage has passed already, and even if they had spent their youth correctly and in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will still see that person biting his hands out of regret. You will still see that person yearning for those days back in the day. Sayyiduna Ali radiallahu an would say that there are two bounties that are such that if I were to cry so much, if I were to cry so much that I would end up losing my vision because of the amount that I would be crying, I would harm myself and I would become blind out of the amount that I would cry then even becoming blind would not reach one-tenth of my regret of not fulfilling the two bounties that I speak of. And the two bounties that Sayyiduna Ali radiallahu anhu was referring to was the passing of the youthful stage, the passing of his youth and losing any beloved family member or a beloved friend. Now we should bear this in mind that Sayyiduna Ali radiallahu anhu was with sahabi. He was the cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that was the first of the youth to accept Islam. He grew up, his youth was surrounded by the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, never mind the companions by, but by the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam himself. He grew up in the home of the best of creation sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So obviously his youth was spent in the best of ways. And this is his statement that he, would, he still feels regret over that youthful and the passing of his young days. 
The Arabic poet says very beautifully, "Later, shababa yaudu fa'ukhbiruhu bima fa'al al-mashibu." That if only I can return back to my youthful stage after his years have passed, he says, "If only I can return back to my youthful stage." And I can inform my youthful stage of how disastrous old age actually is. One of the ways and the common ways that a person wastes his or her youth is succumbing to peer pressure, which is our topic for today. Today, a youngster would prefer going around the block with a group of his friends than traveling around the world with his parents. This is the reality, a harsh and bitter reality, but it, it needs to be said that a youngster would prefer going around the block with his friends that he perhaps sees every day than be excited when his father tells him that in December we're going to Dubai. I'll prefer going for a fishing trip with my friends that will last maybe one or two days. And this disconnection between youth and parent, between a youngster and parent, is absolutely detrimental. And inshallah, when we go to the methods that a person can use to help cure and curb peer pressure, then we will see that this particular discussion is not only aimed at the youth, but it also is aimed at those who have youngsters in their own homes. In an age where sin envelops us every day, if we merely refrain from sin, we'll become the sages of our time. We'll become the most pious people of our time if we merely refrain from sin. So on a Saturday night, when his or her friends are about to hit the buzz and they're about to kill it at the club, intermingling, intoxicating, whatever it may be, then for that person to stop, take a pause, and refrain from indulging in those activities of the night, and to go home and sleep, to go home and just sleep, that is a sign of absolute piety. And this, in this way we look at the beautiful story of Ashabul Kahf. The seven sleepers of the cave. The story is very famous. Everyone knows the story of the sleepers of the cave. Where they witnessed idol worship occurring and they, or rather they witnessed the king of the time being worshipped by the people. Other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being worshipped. And what did they do? They didn't spend nights in ibadah worshipping Allah. They just said we want to stay away from these people. And they secluded themselves in a cave. Allah wa ta'ala loved that action of theirs so much that till today their praises are sung when we read Surah Al-Kahf. Allah wa ta'ala dedicates the entire chapter name of the story or the chapter of the cave because of the action of these youngsters. And this brings us to the verse of Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الْأَخِلَّاءُ يَوْمَئِذٍ بَعْضُهُمْ لِبَعْضٍ عَدُوٌ إِلَّا الْمُتَّقِينَ That friends, people who were friends in the world, people who were associates in the world, when the day of Qiyamah arrives, they will actually turn out to be enemies for each other. They will become enemies for each other on the most important day, the day of Qiyamah, except for المتقين, those people whose friendship was based on the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and having a connection with Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Allama ibn Kathir rahimahullah, under this particular verse, mentions another verse in supporting the meaning of this ayah. And this is the incident of Sayyiduna Ibrahim alayhi salam. When Ibrahim alayhi salam told his people, وَقَالَ إِنَّمَا اتَّخَذْتُمْ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ أَوْثَانًا مَوَدَّةَ بَيْنِكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا that, O oh people, 
you are taking toward these idols and worshipping these idols other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you are worshipping and what's your reason for doing it? That my friend is doing it. I have a fond relationship with my friend. He's worshipping an idol so I'll also worship an idol. And this was the claim of the mushrikun in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as well. We saw our forefathers doing it, so we ourselves are doing it. But thereafter, Ibrahim salam says, Come the day of Qiyamah, one will disbelieve in the other. One will call the other a liar. One will curse the other. In another verse of Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains the scene in Jahannam for those that had disbelieved. And they will say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, Oh Allah, we followed so and so person in the world. We followed, I followed my friend. So, oh Allah, because I followed my friend and he led me to doing the wrong, increase his punishment, double his punishment according to what he is getting. So, friends in the world, but no guarantee of friends in the akhirah. Never mind the akhirah. Many a time, it said that you want to notice a true friend. The true friend is the one where you yourself are in trouble if he or she is still at your back if he or she is still at your side and has your back but imagine the terror that will go through a person's mind and that will go through a person on the day of Qiyamah may Allah wa ta'ala protect us all in a narration of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah he narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was once asked Ya Rasulullah ayyu julasa'una khayr or ayyu julasa'ina khayrun which of our friends are the best of friends Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied, مَنْ ذَكَّرَكُمُ اللَّهَ رُؤْيَتُهُ That person who when you look, when you have a gaze at him, when you look at him, he instantly reminds you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَزَادَ فِي عِلْمِكُمْ مَنْطِقُهُ That person that when he speaks, your knowledge about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases. وَذَكَّرَكُمْ بِالْآخِرَةِ عَمَلُهُ And he is that friend who his, whom his actions are such that they remind you of the hereafter. That is a true friend. We come to the famous incident of Uqba ibn Abi Mu'id. Uqba ibn Abi Mu'id was an enemy of Islam. And on one occasion, he was having a festival, he was having a celebration of some sort, and he decided to call all the people in the area. So he did not want to exclude Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he called Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to the invitation of meals as well. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes, before partaking of the food, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, I will not partake of your food until you say la ilaha illallah. I will not partake of this meal until you say la ilaha illallah. Now, in order to avoid the embarrassment, there's a crowd, there's people around, his friends, his associates are nearby. In order to avoid the embarrassment, he says la ilaha illallah. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam partakes of the meal. Afterward, Uqba meets another friend of his by the name of Ubay ibn Khalaf who was also a great and staunch enemy of Islam. So Ubay tells Uqba and he asks Uqba that I heard you read the kalima. I heard you said La ilaha illallah. Is this true? So Uqba explained to him that you know there were other people around there were other guests there I didn't want to, I wanted to avoid the embarrassment and I said La ilaha illallah. So his friend Ubay said that I don't believe you. I think you're a true Muslim. I think you've accepted the faith of Muhammad. And I will only believe you, I will only believe that you have not accepted the faith of Muhammad if you go to the face of Muhammad and you spit in his face. 
a friend. Let us not forget what we are speaking of. So instantly, Uqba, in order to savior his friendship with Ubay, he succumbs to the command and he goes to the blessed face of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he spits in the face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Instantly, Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala sends Jibreel alayhi salam with which verse of Quran? وَيَوْمَ يَعَضُّ الظَّالِمُ عَلَى يَدَيْهِ يَقُولُ يَا لَيْتَنِ اتَّخَذْتُ مَعَ الرَّسُولِ سَبِيلًا يَا وَيْلَتَا لَيْتَنِي لَمْ أَتَّخِذْ فُلَانًا خَلِيلًا The day of Qiyamah will be such that the Zalim referring to Uqba and every other person that follows the like of Uqba and the example that Uqba had set that oppressor on the day of Qiyamah will be biting on his hands. He will be biting on his fingertips out of the remorse and the regret of the action that he had committed. And what will he say? That if only I followed this Rasul, and if only woe unto me, curse be unto me, why did I follow what that friend had told me? I wish I didn't even have him as a friend. He misguided me completely and this is my recompense and this is my situation today. On the flip side of the coin, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَوْ أَنَّ رَجُلَيْنِ تَحَابَّا فِي اللَّهِ If there are two people who love each other, only love each other for the pleasure of Allah. They love each other for the pleasure of Allah. أَحَدُهُمَا بِالْمَشْرِقِ وَالْآخَرُ بِالْمَغْرِبِ one person is on the eastern end of the hemisphere and the other person is on the western end of the hemisphere. Allah will bring the two people together on the day of Qiyamah. And what will Allah say? That this is that person that you had loved me, you had loved him only for my pleasure. And what does loving each other for the pleasure of Allah mean? It doesn't only stop at love because if you love each other for the pleasure of Allah, that means you will encourage each other to do good for the pleasure of Allah. You will encourage each other to stay away from evil for the pleasure of Allah. You will talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you love each other for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah wa ta'ala will be extremely pleased with these two people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from among them. Now how do we avoid or combat peer pressure? So now, We've already discussed what a true friend is. The first way that we can combat peer pressure is to make sure we're choosing the correct peers. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a beautiful hadith and we mentioned this hadith last month when we spoke on the aspect of depression. How a person, if he keeps with good company, it's a way of even combating depression. But here is a way of also combating peer pressure using the same hadith. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّمَا مَثَلُ الْجَلِيسِ الصَّالِحِ وَالْجَلِيسِ السُّوءِ that the example of a person who is a good friend, a true friend, a pious friend, and one who is an impious friend, a wretched friend, is like the example of the person who sells musk and the, and the person who, who is a blacksmith, a person who deals with burning and melting iron the whole day. فَحَامِلُ المسك, In the case of a person who sells musk, إِمَّا يُحْذِيكَ that the seller of mask is such that you will always benefit from him. Either you will purchase something from him, you've purchased a very beautiful smelling fragrance, or you will 
just receive some sort. Maybe he'll give you a tester. Maybe he'll give you a sample and you'll, you'll come out smelling beautiful. Or even if he doesn't give you the tester, even if he doesn't give you the sample, just being in his company and close to that fragrance, you yourself will enjoy that fragrance very much. That is the example of a good and a true friend. That just his company is sufficient for you to be in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As for the one who is continuously melting iron and the blacksmith, what happens with him? If you go to him, he might just burn your clothing. He might just harm you physically. A, true, a, a false friend, a wretched friend is someone, he might take you to the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and while taking you there, he physically harms you in some sort of way. And even if he doesn't harm you, there is a foul smell that will come from that type of company, just like how the foul smell will emanate from the blacksmith. The second way that we can use to combat and fight peer pressure is to occupy yourself with useful activity, something that is beneficial, something that is going to add value to your life, especially during the holidays and during free time. And we know that the holidays are on our doorstep. We reiterate the hadith that we mentioned last night after Maghrib Salah. Ni'matani. There are two beautiful bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Maghboonun fihima kathirun minan nas. Majority of people do not pay mind to these two beautiful bounties that Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala gifts them. And what is these two bounties? As-sihhatu, good health, sound health, wal-faragh and leisure time, free time, the holidays. A person has these bounties given to him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but how does he use them? That is absolutely crucial as well. Thirdly, it's important as youngsters to keep the company of someone who is more matured, someone who has gone through life as they would often tell you themselves, my boy, I've gone through the mill. I know what I'm talking about. To be in the company of those people who are wise, those people with experience, is beautiful, beautifully said in the Arabic, uh, 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 among the Arabic proverbs, that salil mujarrab, la tas'alil hakim. Ask that person who is experienced. Don't ask the person who thinks he knows it all, but he hasn't even experienced anything. And earlier we spoke of Sayyiduna Ali radiallahu an, as he grew up in the best way and he spent his youth in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because he was with the most matured, the most wise, none other than Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. On that note, I want to bring your attention to another hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Where Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explains that there are seven categories of people who will be sheltered under the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day where there is no other shelter, there is no escape, there is no protection. On the day when the sun will be but a mile away. And that also is just a mere understanding. It could be closer also. We do not know the events of Akhirah. We cannot pinpoint it exactly. But this is just a mere estimation for you and I to understand. When people will literally be drowning in their own sweat. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, seven categories of people that will be sheltered under the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And who is that one category of people? A youngster, a little child, or a young boy, or a young girl. Nasha'a fi ibadatillah. He grew up in the obedience and the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another way that we need to use to help combat and fight peer pressure is to be clear of your decision. As a youngster, many a time we feel that what will my friends say or how can I respond or how am I going to have an answer if they say, come, let's go clubbing tonight. Be clear in your decision and don't use what is called JADE. J-A-D-E. This is an acronym which stands for you don't need to justify. You don't need to give an explanation 
sorry, I jumped to the E at the end. So you don't need to argue with the person. If the person, if your friend, friend says that, come, let's go, we're going to go out tonight, we're going to have a lack of time. You don't need to argue with the person as to why it's wrong. You guess you can definitely pass on whatever knowledge you have in order to try and stop him. But you do not need to argue your point as to why you need to go. Thirdly, you don't need to defend yourself. And you don't need to give him an explanation. I'm not going to go with you guys tonight. As simple as that. So be clear in your decision and in uttering your decision at the same time. And on that note, it's very important for a person to have something ready to say. Many a, per- many a time, a person is caught uh, uh, blindfolded or he's caught at the spur of the moment that come with us, we're going out tonight and he doesn't know how to respond. So even if it means writing down these responses, practicing them and learning them and mastering the art of saying them so that when you say it, you are so affirmative in your, in your decision, then please do so. And finally, as a parent and as we had mentioned earlier on, that although we speak of peer pressure and it's something that is attacking the youth, it is not something that is exclusive to the youth as well. As a parent, you yourself know what you have been through in life. You, 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 you yourself have the experience and the tools to educate your children. But in what way? We need to become the peers for our children as well. Obviously, our children will have their friends and it's in a normal running society that is something that is normal and good for a child. Obviously, good company. But as a parent, to be a peer to your son, to be a peer to your daughter as well, to be involved with them, the holidays are coming up, to spend time with them as well, to do fun activities together, all within the parameters of Sharia. The scope is so wide. The allowance is so wide within the parameters of Sharia. Just to be an awesome parent as well. In that way, you will receive an awesome child. You will have that child that will confide in you. You will have that child that will come to you at the time of difficulty. And inshallah, that child will not succumb to peer pressure. And also lastly, very important, as we, and this is linked to the point that we mentioned, to speak to someone a bit more elderly, a bit more matured, as a youngster to have a connection with the ulama in your area. To have a connection with an alim, someone who is learned, someone who you have trust and confidence in, to speak to, to have that connection with that person that will, inshallah, try and be a means of your hidayah, of your guidance, and as a means of protection from shaitan coming. We should remember, shaitan often sugarcoats things. Shaitan sugarcoats sin. That's why it's mentioned that shaitan in a hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam referred to shaitan as muzayyina. He is that devil that adorns things. He makes it look good. He makes it look like an experience of a lifetime. So he won't openly misguide you. He won't openly say do this or do that. But he will sugarcoat it and make it look appeasing and pleasing to you. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from the evil plans of shaitan. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the strength not to succumb to peer pressure. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to make us from among those people that pressurize our peers as well. That's also important, my brothers and sisters. May Allah wa ta'ala bless us all on this beautiful day of Jumu'ah and throughout our lives. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyina Muhammad.
أشهد أن لا إله إلا أشهد الله لا إله أشهد أن محمد رسول أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حال الصلاة أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله 
أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله على الصلاة ইহমদুল্লাহিল يا ويلتا ليتني لم أتخذ فلانا خليلا لقد أضلني عن الذكر بعد إذ جاءني وكان الشيطان للإنسان خذولا وقال تعالى وقال إنما اتخذتم من دون الله أوثانا مودة بينكم في الحياة الدنيا ثم يوم القيامة يكفر بعضكم ببعض ويلعن بعضكم بعضا عن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما قال قيل يا رسول الله أي جلسائنا خير قال من ذكركم الله رؤيته وزاد في علمكم منطقه وذكركم بالآخرة عمله وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام لو أن رجلين تحابا في الله أحدهما بالمشرق والآخر بالمغرب لجمع الله تعالى بينهما يوم القيامة يقول هذا الذي أحببته في وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام إنما مثل الجليس الصالح والجليس السوء كحامل المسك ونافخ الكير فحامل المسك إما يحذيك وإما أن تبتاع منه وإما أن تجد منه ريحا طيبة ونافخ الكير إما أن يحرق ثيابك وإما أن تجد ريحا خبيثة وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام نعمتان مغبون فيهما كثير من الناس الصحة والفراغ أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم 
إنه تعالى جواد كريم ملك بر رؤوف رحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرًا ونذيرًا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئًا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته وعن أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحموا أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأصدقوا هم حياء عثمان وفي رواية معمر عن قتادة مرسلا وأقضاهم علي وأفرضهم زيد بن ثابت وأقرأهم أبي بن كعب وأعلمهم بالحلال والحرام معاذ بن جبل ولكل أمة أمين وأمين هذه الأمة أبو عبيدة بن الجراح رواه أحمر الترمذي وعن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا اللهم احفظه في ولده رواه الترمذي وعن عبد الله بن مغفل رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الله الله في أصحابي الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم ومن آذاهم فقد آذاني ومن آذاني فقد آذى الله ومن آذى الله فيوشك أن يأخذه رواه الترمذي رضوان الله تعالى عنهم وعن كل الصحابة أجمعين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم اسقنا غيثا مغيثا مريئا مريعا نافعا غير ضار عاجلا غير آجل اللهم صيبا نافعا اللهم صيبا نافعا اللهم صيبا نافعا اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين وأعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأيد الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر أعداءك أعداء الدين وجعل هذا البلد آمنا مطمئنا وسائر بلاد المسلمين ومقدساتهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون قوموا لله قانتين
الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصلى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله لمن حمده الله أكبر 
الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ونضلين هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خنقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله لمن حمده
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير اللهم لا مانع لما أعطيت ولا معطي لما منعت ولا ينفع ذا الجد منك الجد ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم إنا نسألك الجنة وما قرب إليها من قول وعمل ونعوذ بك من النار وما قرب إليها من قول وعمل اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين